All right, good morning, listeners. Welcome to the OMCast, the show where we get real, authentic, and weird. Today's special guest is the one and only Tim Johnston. And for, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Tim, I feel like I haven't seen you in almost two years. Right. And like, I was just talking about this with TJ yesterday. It's like, we're, we have that friendship where you kind of like, we see each other and you press pause and then however amount of time can pass, and then you just press resume when you see each other again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've known Tim since yeah, like awesome. high school days, and he has also supported me in all my endeavors from being in a punk rock band to yeah. later by the day. Yes, and network marketing, and now like just two guys, and all the all the things that I've pursued. He's always been like in my corner, so it's really cool to have Tim on the show today. Yeah. Dude, so I was going through uh, a cabinet yesterday, and I just found like all these business cards just from like the past ten years, and. I found every single business card from yes. like one word to just just two guys. <laughs> yes, one word too. And like everything that you've done along the way, just all your business cards, I found them all. So dope. Those are collector's items, by the way. Yeah. You guys hit up Tim. He'll put them on eBay in a couple of years. Dude, just worth, wait. It'll be worth something. Just wait. There's a huge demand for them from what I've heard. <laughs> but I actually, like during my Vipassana retreat, when I was like inspired by this podcast, I was like, I got to have Tim on the show and I got to have him talk about his cancer story. Because yeah. if you guys don't know, Tim has one testicle. Right? I do. He yes, has one. Only one. <laughs> he has only one, one testicle. He had he had cancer. What was it in high school? No, it so was like right after high school, right? It was, it was two weeks after my twenty first birthday. Dang. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna talk about his like how he kicked cancer's ass and like the whole journey of it. And yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be hopefully liberating for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So maybe you can kind of just start with like when it happened or mm-hmm. when you realized that you were diagnosed and how you felt. Yeah. Man, it was, uh, like I said, it was two weeks after I turned 21 where I was like actually diagnosed with cancer. But like leading up to that, probably for about a week or so, like I just felt super, super tired, mm-hmm. just constantly fatigued. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought maybe it was like from the, all the binge drinking that I've been doing <laughs> since 21, because it had been a week. Of drinking. Um, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So. I thought maybe it was from that, but then I had like excruciating lower back pain. Mm. It just hurt so bad. Um, and then of course, like my left testicle just swelled up. It was just like <laughs> twice the size of my right testicle. Uh, and that, I was that, like, That'd be okay, concerning. This is not really normal, um, but it just just happened. And um, So you went to the doctor from all the pain. You're like, I need to get checked Yeah, out. I mean, well, so of course, what's the first thing you do when you have all these symptoms? Look up Google. You start going on yeah. Google and you're like, WebMD, and you're like, oh, I have cancer. Great. <laughs> so then you just start reading everything about and, testicular yeah. cancer. And then the mind goes crazy oh and you gosh. start worrying. Yep, yep. So I, uh, I remember calling my dad after work one day and I'm like, dad, just want to call and let you know, I have cancer. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. WebMD told me I have cancer. <laughs> And uh, he's like, well, you should probably go to the doctor. And I was like, I'm going to give it three days. If, like, the swelling doesn't go down, then for sure I'll, like, go to the doctor mm-hmm. and get it checked out. So I ended up actually calling that day because I knew that, like, I wasn't going to be able to get in the next day. Yeah. I think it was, like, a Thursday or a Friday. Mm-hmm. So um, called. He, had, he was out of town, and I was able to get in, like, Monday or Tuesday the following week. So mm-hmm. gave myself the three days. Mm-hmm. Nothing changed. Still terrible back pain. pain. Were you working? Tons of fatigue. Yeah, I was working at Hotel Murano. Oh my goodness. So you're going yeah, to work right with, you're going to work with your inflated I was. Inflated chills. Yeah. <laughs> Which was weird. Uh, but also because I was so tired. So I was working at Hotel Murano as um, host slash busboy at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, 
off to the side of the restaurant, there's this little room called the makeout room, mm -hmm. where like late at night, you know, people would have drinks in there. It's kind of like a little private room, um, but there was like a really comfy couch in there. Mm. So I was so tired, I would go in there and just like pass out. During your shift? During my shift, <laughs> yeah. Cause I could, I could just fall asleep anywhere that I went. And I remember going over to my mom's house one time and uh, you know, fell asleep on the couch. And she's like, if you're gonna come over here and sleep, just stay home. And I was like, Okay. Mom, Sorry, I have Mom. cancer. Yeah. Well, didn't know that at the time. Did she know that something was wrong? Um, I mean, I think I told her mm -hmm. that I thought I had cancer. Mm -hmm. and, like the doctor's appointment was coming up, but I, I don't think anyone actually believed that I had cancer mm -hmm. until I went to the doctor and found out. Mm -hmm. So, like that that moment was what like was going through your mind. You're like 21 years old. Your life is just getting started. Like, yeah. How does one even comprehend? Like, what do you do with that information? Unfortunately, it was just so many nights of just on the internet reading, mm -hmm. which is terrible. And like, of course, you probably should not do that. Don't take a WebMD at face value. It's just like all the fears just coming yeah. in, right? And you're like, mm -hmm. oh my God, this is, this is it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I never was really like scared that I was going to die or like... So you knew for sure like that. that you weren't going to die? Yeah, no, I was never worried about that. That's awesome. The great news is with all that WebMD reading and everything is that the... Um, the survival rate and the cure rate of testicular cancer is like 99%. He's got to get it removed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did get it removed, but then it spread. So there oh, was really? That. After that? Yeah. Because I remember Tim posted a picture on Facebook of like whatever the this, actual testicle. This, this mess. <laughs> it was so gross. Yeah. I thought for sure I was going to get like flagged. Flagged and banned, and like they were gonna remove my photo, but it's still there on my Facebook today. You can go and take a look at it. Um, it's got lots of great comments on it. Yeah, so many comments. Yeah, I was so, I was actually looking at it like so not shocking. too long ago. I think like Shelby Kuhara like posted something on it. And hey, you should comment on it and bring it back up. To yeah, the feed. totally. <laughs> just like again. put it back on everybody's yeah. news feed. No, we should put the put the podcast link in it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. That'd be great. <laughs> Such a good hook. So like, so after that, you like, where you just went straight in and went to chemo. Like, what what happened after that? No, so um, so the day that I went into the doctor. So this was also kind of the in between time where I was going through to my pediatrician forever. Mm -hmm. Like, saw him till all the way through high school, and then like, you know, there's a couple years where you don't really go to the doctor because you're like, I'm 19, 20, yeah, 21. I'm healthy. There's nothing wrong with me. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So then I had to like go and find a doctor, mm -hmm. like a primary care doctor one that I'd never been to before and like, you know, set all that up. Um, so I go to the doctor that Monday or Tuesday and uh, explain to him what's going on. And he's like, okay, well, I gotta check it out, take a look at it. Mm -hmm. And he like sees it and he's like, oh shit. And I was like, that's, that's comforting. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> like your pants are down. He's like, we gotta do something about this. Yeah, so immediately from that doctor's appointment, I went in and gave blood and like they did all the blood tests and everything and then directly from there i went and got an ultrasound done mm -hmm. like yeah it's kind of weird having your testicles ultrasound <laughs> almost it's not a full body it's just no like, <laughs> no 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 it's like like know, the pregnancy know, thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. but like on your testicles so was it cold it was cold it was super yeah. cold all that jelly i feel bad for women when they have to like go into all that and, yeah because it, it was chilly it was <laughs> But um, yeah, so that was really awkward. And of course, like the ultrasound tech could not share any information. Uh -huh. Like she sees everything up on the screen and I'm like, so tell me, tell me. what are we looking at here? She's, and um, How much time do I got? Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
even during then, after that, like during all that diagnosis part, were you like freaking out or you're like, no, this is, I was like, uh, I, I think because I read so much and like, and myself, I just was like, okay, I have cancer and like, this is what's going to happen. Yep. And also reading that there's a really high cure rate, mm -hmm. super high survival rate. Mm -hmm. It just never really crossed, crossed your mind. mind that wow. this was going to be the end. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, for, for all of you guys that don't know Tim personally, people are always telling me that I'm like the super joyful, happy guy. But Tim, I feel like is tenfold of happiness. I think happiness, like I think of Tim's smile. So yeah. for you to maintain that, like, you know, balanced mind during something like that, I feel like I would flip my shit. Yeah. But then again, if I'm not, in, I'm not even in, I haven't experienced it, so. Right. Well, and at 21, I mean, like, I had so many great people around me mm -hmm. and like, I don't know, it just never was an option. Mm -hmm. So, um, but like going back, so then I had the ultrasound done and then it was literally the next day that I got uh, my meeting with my urologist mm -hmm. and he was a super cool guy. He was like probably in his 30s and he just, he talked to me like it was just me and you talking, mm -hmm. right? And um, he's like, well... I'm sure you know why you're here. And I was like, yeah, you're gonna tell me that I have cancer. And he's like, well, you're right about that. And I was like, okay, cool. So then, you know, we started talking about it a little bit and um, he then asked me, cause it was just me and him in the room. And he, he then asked me, do you want to tell your parents or do you want me to tell your parents? And I was like, well, they already know. So I can go ahead and tell them. And of course for them, when they came back into the room and I told them that was like, the moment where it was real for them. Mm -hmm. So that was intense. They didn't handle it as well as you did, huh? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Dang. I can't even, like, a parent no, finding out that their child has cancer, yeah. that's probably really quite shocking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so they also knew that you were going to be okay, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, like, I felt like I was so profoundly positive about the situation. Where like if I had this negative feeling and was just like super upset about it, like that would spread. Oh and yeah. Everyone else would yep. just have a super. It's negative. like energetic cancer. Right. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I think because like I was so positive about it and it like was just something we had to do and go and take care of. Yep. That it just. Yeah, remember your chemo photo fine. when you had no hair and you're just like, right. hey, just here yeah. fighting this right here. <laughs> we should pull up all those photos. We should. We them. should. That would. Yeah. That would. That'd, I can't believe you went through that. Mm -hmm. It's almost been 10 years. Yeah, it has. Wow. Yeah. This and will be, uh, coming up will be year nine. So you went through chemo, like how long like, did the whole cancer like, period last? Well, so From the moment you found out to the moment it was like done. Yeah, so after my urologist appointment, he's like, okay, well, we have our options. We can either take it out tonight or we can take it out first thing tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, let's get the party started. Yeah. <laughs> so I left the urology appointment and... Um, my mom and my dad were calling everybody and they were getting everyone over to the house so that like we could tell them what's going on mm -hmm. and I'm going into surgery mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all this stuff. But like I just wasn't ready to go home yet and like sit there in front of everybody and be like, I have cancer. Yeah. So we went to the five. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And, smoke a joint? Uh, no, no, I didn't <laughs> smoke a joint at that time. But we, uh, we drove through the five and I'm just like chatting with my parents and we stop at Dalco. Nice. And like we hang out at Dalco for a while and I, that's when like I tell them like this was our smoke spot during, uh -huh. the hi during high school uh -huh. and um, they're like, wow, we had, we had no idea. It's so beautiful. Right. <laughs> what a great place. Exactly. Um, and they had never been there before so like showing them that was, was pretty cool and then we just drove through the five, listened to music and finally went home and then 
shortly after that, I was back at the hospital having mm-hmm. surgery. Um, and the surgery was actually a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. So they, actually, they just put you asleep, yeah, right? Yeah, they put you to sleep, and they actually go through like your lower abdomen area. Oh, to get it out? Yeah. Oh, so they don't cut your scrotum open. No. Oh, no. okay. Yeah, they go through your lower abdomen because like... Ooh, that'd be so weird. Right? <laughs> like, I mean, you saw the photo. Yeah, it's like the testicle and this tube. String, and, like, oh, yeah. yeah. The vast deferens. Exactly. <laughs> they have to pull that out. Remember that from sex ed? Right? Do you say goodbye to it? Um, you know, I, I was happy that they took a photo for me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> So of course, great. I asked him if I could keep it in a jar. Yeah, some Futurama, right. like floating in your cabinet. Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> It'd be so weird. Just pull it out for parties, be like, hey, check this out. I'm sure it's worth something. Well, then Maybe. they, they got to like send it off and like chop it up and see what actually the cancer is and everything. <laughs> so, yeah. And then... Um, Was the chemo painful? Well, chemo didn't come for months later. Oh, so after that. So it spread after you had it already taken yeah. out. Oh, yeah. fuck. So it was like a two, like a two hit thing. Yeah. So that, so that was April. I went through like May, June, July, yep. and then August. And like what I was supposed to do was getting blood tests every month. Mm-hmm. But like I felt like through that orchiectomy, which is getting the testicle taken out, um, I felt like through the orchiectomy and everything, I kind of cheated cancer mm-hmm. and like cheated death mm-hmm. in a way, kind of. So I was like, okay, you know, they took it out. I'm fine. It's like no big deal. So I just went on like living that summer and just like having a blast that summer because uh-huh. I was like, well, just cheated cancer. So let's go out let's and go party. Like, do epic shit. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I like, okay, well, I should probably go in and get a blood test done. And I, okay. And so I, it wasn't like pain that made you go back Well, no, there were definitely some feelings oh, associated. Okay. Like I was like this, I'm starting to feel kind of weird, like not sick, but like because I'd already had it once, I was like, it's probably like back. It's, uh-huh. So I went in to get the blood test done. And I thought, I was hoping it was just kind of like flu-like symptoms or something. And um, they call me up a week later and they're like, hey, we got to tell you, your levels are elevated again. Oh, shit. Um, we need you to come in like ASAP. I mm-hmm. think I got the call on a Wednesday. I was back into the operating room on Friday because I have to put a power port in. Mm-hmm. And the power port is like how they put all the medicine into mm-hmm. you rather than going through your veins because mm-hmm. it could like really mess up your veins yeah. and, and burn them with all the with all the uh, chemo mm-hmm. so yeah i got the power port put in that was friday and then monday i was in the chair for for chemotherapy i mean this is like august so they were august. like you have cancer again or yeah like, fuck what they like wait? told me over the phone uh-huh they're like yeah your your levels are elevated again and um we we think that the cancer is back oh so what happened in that moment? You're like, well, that Damn sucked. Uh-huh. That sucked because I was at a buddy's house and um, like we we had plans to go do all this stuff and it just kind of like that hit me like a semi truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Did that I, time you think you're gonna die? No, no, yeah. I never thought I was gonna die. Mm-hmm. But knowing because the way the testicular cancer works, it goes from your testicles to your lymph nodes, yep. and then from your lymph nodes to your lungs, mm-hmm. and then from your lungs to your brain. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to think about that because like there is a span. My cancer, they said it doubled in size every seven days. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Lance Armstrong, he went years mm-hmm. and it spread all the way to his lungs, I think possibly into his brain. But then from your brain, then it goes into your bones and then you're like toast. Done. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there is like a pretty long progression of testicular cancer mm-hmm. before you're going to die. Gotcha. Yeah. So like you got the phone call and then you're like, I gotta go back in? Yeah, yeah. Called my mom and told her what was going on, and, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh man." So, yeah, 
And then how long was that? Like the whole chemo, the whole chemo like experience. Yeah. So that chemo experience was pretty crazy. So I would uh, I would go in on a Monday, and I'd be there Monday through Friday from like eight or nine o'clock in the morning until five or six at night, mm-hmm. um, just sitting in the chair, mm-hmm. like getting chemo, and then I'd go home. What's come the back process? The next day. They just put medicine in you. Um, kind of. So it's like radiation, right? No, I never got radiation. Oh. So radiation is where they like actually like blast the tumor yes. uh-huh. with with radiation. I never got that because it spread to my lymph nodes, so it's kind of like all the way through my lymphatic mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. Um, but the type of chemotherapy that I had was really hard on the kidneys. Mm. So they had to make sure that I was like super hydrated. So they'd give me like bags of saline and then from there they'd give me like an anti-nausea and then, then they'd give me like um, IV Benadryl, which is crazy by the way. IV Benadryl is straight up like- Psychedelics? Not psychedelics, <laughs> no, it's like beer bonging a six pack. <laughs> Seriously, like they, they put the IV Benadryl in you and it's just like instant, oh, instant, mm-hmm. instant. And then from there, then they start giving you like the different types of chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. And I was that painful. Um, it wasn't painful, but like I could genuinely feel like the drugs entering my system mm-hmm. and it just like attacking your body. It just changed the way you felt. Uh-huh. It wasn't like it didn't hurt. It didn't make you like incredibly sick it's just like instantly you could just feel it like going from a 10 to a three Mm -hmm. in a matter of seconds just discomfort yeah damn Mm -hmm. damn and then how long was that um so i did four cycles Mm -hmm. so i did one week on and then i would take two weeks off to like help my body regenerate and and, uh, make white blood cells again so then i would i did that four cycles one week on two weeks off Mm -hmm. one week on two weeks off Mm -hmm. and after that you're done right Mm mm-hmm Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that cycle was really interesting. Like the first week while I was in the hospital, um, getting IV done, it didn't like, I didn't feel sick towards like Thursday, Friday, I would start to feel sick. And then Saturday, Sunday, that following week, I was just like, super sick. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. This sucks. Um, and then the third week I would start to feel normal again. Mm-hmm. But then right as I started to feel good, okay, it's like back, down, back right? to the hospital mm-hmm. and just like, go down that whole path again. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So like now, like after all that, like when you came out, were, were you scared that it was gonna come back again? Or you're like, that's... Yeah, I think that's always kind of in, in the, the back, back of my mind, mm-hmm. for sure. That like, you know... Like sometimes when you have like a stomach ache, are you like, oh shit, my head cancer again? Yeah, sometimes. There were, there were a few times. Like I remember I was working at Apple at the time and um, you know, you have like lymph nodes all in your neck mm-hmm. and right through here. There was one time I was like at work and I was just kind of like rubbing my neck a little bit and I felt in a large lymph node. And I was like, oh no. Mm-hmm. So I like instantly called the doctor, went to my oncologist and had him check it out. Um, luckily I just, they gave me antibiotics and it went away. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was pretty hard. It was kind of like a, um, like a marble size. And it was like pretty solid. Yeah, that would raise concerns for sure. <laughs> yeah, so that, that freaked me out. And like, even last week I had a, um, a lymph node that was really kind of sore and um, solid on this side but it's just, just keep allergies living, right? can make it happen mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. anything can make your lymph nodes go haywire yeah but yeah i don't really worry about it as much that's good anymore that's good i feel like you're just like truly you've lived, just lived such a good life this whole life you know yeah. like you can't let something like that totally yeah i mean if you're gonna like constantly think about it and have anxieties about it and worry about it then it's like it literally creates it right you like totally. create it with yeah. the way like toxic 
thinking. I mean, it's, they call it a, a disease, a dis-ease, right? Body's not at ease. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. Yeah. So how do you feel like about life after all that? Where you're like, okay, now it's like now you truly, I feel like you've already seized the day always. That's like kind of like your, yeah. your, the way you do life. But did it give you like a new like zest, you know, a new appreciation? I think so. For I think so. Um, there was like a couple years where I wanted absolutely nothing to do with cancer. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't want to be a part of the community. I didn't want to like have my name associated with it. Mm -hmm. Like I just wanted to be done with it mm -hmm. and like go on with life. Um, and I think, you know, kind of in those years, I maybe like rebelled a little bit and partied pretty hard mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, but then it was like 23. Then I found Camp Good Times. Mm -hmm. And then I just started going to Camp Good Times, and that yeah, just opened share up. Share what Camp Good Times is. Yeah, so Camp Good Times, um, it's a... It's something that Tim's really passionate about. Oh, I love it. It's, it's like his favorite thing. It's literally the best time of the year. Um, camp Good Times is a yearly uh, kids' summer camp for kids who are aged 7 to 17, um, who either have cancer or, or who are a sibling of someone who has cancer. Um, and they can come and they have a full week away where they actually get to experience summer camp mm -hmm. and be away from the hospitals and doctors and their parents mm -hmm. because kids who have cancer are constantly like have helicopter parents. I mean, that's just how it goes. Mm. Um, so they're able to get away and meet like other kids. Because when you're a kid with cancer, it's like how many other kids do you know mm -hmm. who are in the same that? boat as you? Yeah. Right. So. Um, yeah, so I've been doing that for five years. It's, it's incredible. It's literally the best time. Yeah, I can see like when you, when you post about it, it's like that is what brings you so much joy. Yeah, like absolutely. true fulfillment. Mm -hmm. It's like being able to like gone through it and then help children to like yeah. inspire them to know that they can make through it too. Totally. Yeah, and there's like some really hard times that come with camp good times. Like just this year, we had uh, two kids pass away mm. from cancer, which is unfortunate, and then um, a couple kids who were in my cabin this last year were re-diagnosed, mm. which is unfortunate. Um, but it's like, I, I see a lot of like what I went through in them because they just have this profound uh, outlook on life because of Camp Good Times and everything that is, it's showed them. Yep, it's a support system, yeah. like a real, real support system. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I'm so yeah. glad you do that. Yeah, I love it. I bet like just makes your heart sing. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's literally the best week of the year. <laughs> and I plan my summers around it. And um, like everyone just knows that I go to camp mm -hmm. for 10 days and I'm off the grid and, I, and I'm like not on my phone mm -hmm. and just getting to hang out with these kids. Yeah, just be present with them. It's yeah. like your own little Vipassana. Mm -hmm. Totally. <laughs> that's so cool. Totally. Yeah. And disconnect. Wow, that's amazing, Tim. Yeah. I didn't know all the details of your story. That is like yeah. so intense. I really like honor you for how you handled all of it. Yeah, because I remember like, yeah, we were we were like pretty close. Like we're still close, but like we were like friends, like close friends at the time. I'm like, oh my god, mm -hmm. he has cancer. Like, is he gonna die? I'm just all these concerns, you know. Well, like right around that time is when you moved to Vegas, right? I think so. No, maybe I think I was going to TCC at the time, or you were 21. Yeah, yeah. I think I just moved to Vegas. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely like super concerned. Because I don't think you were at TCC when we were 21. No, no. Yeah, I moved to Vegas when I was 20, so. Yeah. yeah. Damn, that's so crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful you're alive. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and then for all the people that are struggling out there, it's like, you can make it through. It's all about, like, yeah. your attitude, right? And I totally. think that applies to life, too, is just to be, like, a positive spirit that, like... Yeah, what do you tell the kids at Camp Good Times that have, that are going through it? It's what they tell me. 
Mm. Yeah. Like I, I talk to them a lot about, you know, what, what is it like going through cancer? And um, it's, I find it way more fascinating to listen to their outlook and the way that they view it and see it. Um, and I mean, what they say is, is way more important than what I have to say, mm-hmm. for sure. Wow. Do you look back at it? Do you, are you at a point in your life where you're like, that is a blessing that happened to me like oh, for a divine totally. reason? Because you wouldn't have found Camp Good Times and you wouldn't have been like, you wouldn't be where you are today if you didn't go through that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. I think, um, I, I tell people this all the time and some people love it and some people hate it, but I think cancer was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. That's so beautiful. For sure. I was going to ask, it's like, you can appreciate, you're like at a point where you can be like, that was a gift. Yeah. No, it's like, yeah. Do you feel like it was like a wake-up call or like how do you... I don't know if it was so much of a wake-up call, but I think that, you know, at 21 and like the group of friends that are around me and everything and like to actually have someone who goes through cancer and like experiences that, mm-hmm. I think it, um, I don't think it's so much of a wake-up call, but it like definitely shows that life is uh, valuable. Yeah, and so like fragile. Life is fragile. Mm-hmm. And, like life is not forever yeah. and not invincible yep. and impermanent. Like, yeah. yeah, it's always fleeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Would you, what would you say is like the biggest like lesson that you learned from it? Just to, like, I think that's it. The takeaway is like I think it's like not to take life for granted and you know um, to get out there and like if you have if you want to go do something, do it, do it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like don't don't have regrets mm-hmm. and things like that. That's awesome. That's yeah. so inspiring, man. Go out and do epic shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Epic shit, always. Yeah. Always. That's so cool, man. Mm-hmm. So do you, still, do, you still, do you still think about it today? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever have like nightmares I about it? I still wear my Livestrong bracelet I know, I saw day, that. I saw that. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah no. are, I when, these, when did these come out? I remember when I was like in elementary when these came out. Is this the same one? No, I've had uh, this a few. Is, I've had a few. Uh-huh. Um, they break and... Then have a couple extra mm-hmm. at home. I think I have like a whole bag of tea. Nice, nice. Yeah, just in case. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. When did these come out? A long time. When Lance Armstrong. That's that's like his yeah. whole campaign, right? It was. A lot of people still give me a lot of shit about wearing this. Why? Uh, because they, they they have such a heavy association with the Livestrong Foundation and Lance Armstrong. And like Lance is not a part of of the whole foundation anymore because of everything that he did with like his blood doping and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. But the Livestrong Foundation is still like alive and kicking mm-hmm. and like still providing a ton of um, support to cancer patients. Mm-hmm. So I'm still all about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, why not support that? Yeah, of course. Like you weren't supporting Livestrong because of Lance Armstrong. You were yeah. supporting Livestrong because of the cancer. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, do you have like nightmares about it still or like, no, like no, I never have nightmares about it. That's good. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Do you want to talk about like some plant medicine? <laughs> Wait, have you done? <laughs> well, no. I mean, in terms of like marijuana and and cannabis through cancer. Yeah, I I actually I don't know like the scientific research, but I know like plant medicines can like help a body that's not at ease, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, so for me, um, you know, of course, I'd, I'd already been smoking marijuana mm-hmm. and everything. Did it help you during it? Oh my gosh, profoundly, profoundly. Mm-hmm. Like, for years after after cancer, like I had full pill bottles of like anti-nausea, anti-diarrhea, like 
anti-constipation, yep. all of these things, because everything that you take has a side effect. Yes. It's this big circle. Uh-huh. So That's you would, big pharma. Yeah. So you would take like an anti-nausea, but then that, do this. that nausea would like make you uh, have diarrhea. Yep. So then you would take an anti-diarrhea and then that would like cause something else. And then mm-hmm. you would like take painkillers or anti-anxiety That's the system. or anything. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like just a band-aid. huge, huge circle. Yeah, not the root of the problem, right? Yeah. So I still had full pill bottles. Oh, so you didn't like, even take it. You just smoked cannabis I took instead. Every so often, like if the nausea was getting really bad, I mm-hmm. would take like anti-nausea. The, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest side effects was heartburn. Ugh. Yeah. Like I had terrible, terrible heartburn. That's like that. that was one thing that caused me the most um, discomfort mm-hmm. through cancer, I think. I didn't like throw up a lot. Like that wasn't a thing. Um, yeah, terrible heartburn. Mm, such an uh, uncomfortable feeling. I know. Heartburn. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I remember those weeks during chemo and after chemo, like, I would wake up in the morning and feel so sick, so sick. But I would just, like, I knew if I stepped outside, smoked a bowl, mm-hmm. and came back inside, I'd be like, okay, mom, feel what's better. for dinner? Uh-huh. Or what's for breakfast? Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And I'd be able to, like, and normalize you know, sit you. down and have a meal and things like that. Oh, good man! Way way to use like nat- like homeopathic remedies as opposed yeah. to like chemicals. I totally did not want to take all those pills. Yeah, I mean it'd be a handful every day, and you don't even know what it's doing to you. Right? It's like just covering up what like the mm-hmm. ailment. It's just like I said, of one big cycle. I remember, uh, and this was like right around the time where we started having medical marijuana stores. Uh-huh. So that was cool. Like I could go to a store and. Um, Get your prescription. Totally. Funny (laughs) story about that. So because I was at Multicare and, you know, they weren't handing out green cards and everything, like, I remember I had a prescription written out for medical marijuana and then I guess I had another page um, and I took it to the dispensary. Mm -hmm. I showed it to them and they didn't believe me. Really? That you had cancer? Yeah, because like, well, they believed me maybe that I had cancer, but they didn't believe me that this was like a green card. Uh Um, Because like at the time, you would have to like go in to see this doctor, pay $100, and then you get... Even that's a phony process. Right? (laughs) Like completely phony. I got a stomach ache. Right. (laughs) Completely phony. But because like mine was from Multicare, and it was like super legit, legit. (laughs) they were like, yeah, I don't don't know about this one. And finally, like I found a store that was super cool. They were like willing to work with me, Mm -hmm. and they're like, they called and checked, and... Um, made sure everything was cool, but um, yeah, there was one time, like right after the first week, they give you this drug called um, Nupagen and Nulasta, and it's a white blood cell booster. Mm-hmm. I had a terrible, terrible, terrible reaction to it, where like they gave me Nulasta on Friday because it's supposed to boost your white blood cells until you come in again the following week. Um, I broke out in hives mm. and like had a fever and was throwing up mm. and like super sick. Um, so we. What I did is I went to the hospital, then they give you steroids, tons of steroids. And like, roid rage is a real thing. Like, it actually exists. <laughs> and go to the gym? Like, oh, dude. <laughs> uh, there was going to be no going to the gym, but I was just like angry. Whoa. Yeah. And, and when you're on steroids, another side effect is you can't sleep. Mm-hmm. So like, just angry having roid rage, no sleeping, you're just like super angry. And uh, I remember calling my dad and I said, Dad, I need you to bring like all my stuff to roll a joint and some weed. And I sat there in the hospital and I rolled my joint. We uh, we actually walked out over to Wright Park. Nice. We smoked a joint in the park. You felt way better. I went back in and I slept for like 12 hours. Oh, so good, man. Yeah. Yeah, cannabis has so many medicinal benefits. That's, mm-hmm. I'm so glad like, yeah, way to use that instead of instead of yeah. pills. Yeah, it was great. Oh, I, so tell, I tell people all the time, like, yeah. 
Just try it. Yep. Just try it. Yeah, whether it's oil or, or yeah. edibles. Well, or, and now we have so many more opportunities yeah. and like so many more products to try. Yep. They got tea, they got lotion, yeah. they got all of it. Totally. That's if I could have just been eating cookies in, in the hospital, yeah, be I would have done that. <laughs> like, this is actually not too bad. Right? <laughs> wow, that's good. Thank you for marijuana. Such a yeah, beautiful absolutely. thing. So awesome. Yeah. You still you still smoke? No. No? No, I haven't smoked in quite some time. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to remove cannabis from my life too. Yeah. Actually I have. The the Vipassana was like what shook me out of it. Nice. Because it was just kind of getting super unconscious. I'm like, this doesn't really benefit my life anymore. Yeah. I mean it's it's been a long time for me for sure. But uh there was a few times where like in the past couple of years, it's just like gave me super bad anxiety. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah, yeah, when you get paranoid and like mm-hmm. you just go down the rabbit hole of those crazy thoughts. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that's a common thing now. It's just too strong. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's actually a medicine, right? It's actually used for something and like so many people just unconsciously use it, you know? Yeah. It's almost like abuse of the totally. plant. I feel like uh, I feel like we're like those old people were like, weed isn't yeah. the way that it was yeah. in my back, day. Back in my day, we used to get so high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We did smoke a lot of weed together. We did so much. I was just thinking about back in high school. Yeah, like so we just drive around much. from house to house. So much. Like blunts. Like who smokes blunts anymore? <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah, I remember breaking up the Swisher. Yeah. Oh my god. I could. All I could not imagine like, smoking a blunt. It was just right like now. one hit would knock you out. It's yeah. like so hard. Yeah, we went pretty hard back in the day. Yeah. It was fun times. It was fun. Yeah. It glad, really was. Glad our friendship has lasted the, the test of time. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. cool, man. We'll see. What, how are we doing on time here? We're doing good. Do you want to, like, any uh, last words for the people who are struggling or have, like, a, you know, like a family member that's going through it or, you know, just, like, some words of hope? Because I feel like you're such an inspiring person and just to yeah. go through it in such a positive way and you look at yeah. it as like a like a blessing now I'm like whoa how how can someone that's in the thick of it understand that it's like divine you know totally it's hard to see when it's, it's divine when someone's dying right yeah i mean for me i think there are many things that were different you know like i knew that the survival rate was really high and um even like my chemotherapy process was much shorter mm-hmm. than like maybe someone who has breast cancer mm-hmm. where they could be going through chemo for years. Um, and you have and so much support. You have so many friends that like right. care and totally. At the, love yeah. you. Had a ton of support. Um, but I think it's like just important to like be able to accept that support. Yes. Because it's really easy to like become a recluse. Yep, and, and just shut like everyone out. Shut everyone out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a lot of people don't know what to say to someone with cancer. And I don't think there's any wrong right or, or right to, thing to, to say. say yeah. um, but just like to be able to accept the support and be there for someone to just sit there and just hang out. And um, even if you don't say anything, just just to be there. Yep. Hold that uh, space is really important. Um, and then I think another thing, like for me, when I took that couple years, I was like, I want nothing to do with with uh, the community. Um, I regret that. Mm. I do. Like I didn't want it to be a part of my identity, but because now I look back and it's now such a huge part of my identity that I wish I didn't waste those years. I wish mm. I would have just like jumped right in and started meeting other people because they are really, really incredible people in this yep. community. Yeah. Um, it's like your tribe. Right. Totally. Totally. That's incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tim. Totally. And it's like such a cool story. 
I don't know. I don't think any of my any of my other friends have like been through cancer. Like, and it's cool to see you on the other side of it. Yeah, I do think that there is uh, something to do with the Asarco plant. What's that? Like Asarco uh -huh. here in downtown Tacoma. Like when it came down back in the eighties, it like spread all this like really toxic. Oh, Aaron Tacoma. Yeah, here in oh. Tacoma. So yeah. you think that's why you got it? I don't know if it's why I got it. It's a conspiracy. It's a little bit of a conspiracy, <laughs> for sure. You can go down that, I mean, down that rabbit hole. Here's my thing. The stuff they put in the water, man. I think there's like a lot of like kids in this area who have gotten cancer. Um, I mean, like look at Luke, look at Rachel, like uh -huh. look at all these people that we knew from high school mm -hmm. um, who live here, like in the North End or Northeast, and I think there's something to do with it. Interesting. I do. Yep. In the water, the food, the food, the food that Dude, we, the food that we get. They're like going around cleaning people, people's yards of like all the toxic chemicals that are out of it. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe just a conspiracy. But <laughs> if like any lawyers out there want to look into it, let me know. <laughs> I'm, I'll be the first to jump on the conspiracy bandwagon. I love going down the rabbit hole. Oh I'll spend all day down YouTube rabbit hole yeah. looking at conspiracies. Well, cool, Tim. Thanks for taking your time out of your busy yeah, schedule to, sure. to see me. It's been so long, and I'm glad that we can catch up, and hopefully this will inspire someone out there yeah. and give you some hope that this is what a beautiful cancer survivor looks like. <laughs> yeah, and if, uh, you know, if you or someone you know is going through something, like totally feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk and, um, so and meet up for anything, or um, just if you have any questions, totally reach out. That's amazing. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. All right, see you guys on the next one. All right. Um, I'll put uh, Tim's Instagram in the description below and subscribe. We're here on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all the platforms. And nice. Yeah, pretty excited. The whole intention of this whole show is just to have conversations and just awaken the world, you know? So we'll see you guys on the next one. Cool. Peace.